Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning. Welcome to Shore Foundation Church. We're so glad that you're with us this morning. We're going to jump into the word of God. Before we do anything else, let's go over here to the book of John. John chapter 16. Hallelujah. John chapter 16 and verse 1 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time comes that whosoever kills you will think that he's doing God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them all right now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and he shall show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and he shall show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you right now for your presence. We give you glory and praise for this day that you have made. We rejoice and we are glad in this day. We thank you, Lord God, for this time over this next several minutes, Lord, over this next hour. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to cause our hearts and our minds to be still. We thank you, Lord God, that if we have been sick in our bodies, we thank you, Lord God, that I say let there be peace even in our members over this next hour. We thank you, Lord God, that our hearts will be clear, that our minds will be ready to receive that which the Spirit of God is saying unto the people of God. We thank you, Lord God, that regardless of whether it's the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, Lord, that our hearts are ready to hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto the church. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives, that you have delivered us. You've delivered our souls from death. You've delivered our eyes from tears. You've delivered our feet from falling. We thank you, Lord God, that you are he that spared not the only begotten God, but offered him up for us all. How shall you not with the Lord Jesus Christ freely give us all things? We thank you, Lord, for your love, for the great love wherewith you have loved us. We thank you, Lord, that we have been saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. We thank you for this gift. And now, Lord, behold the threatenings of the enemy and grant unto your servant that with all boldness I might make known the mystery of the gospel. As I stretch forth my hand to heal, as I lift up my voice, that you would speak through me, that signs and wonders might be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And if you're in agreement with that prayer, then say amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Pastor John. Welcome to Shore Foundation Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're with us. You can find us online at shorefoundationchurchnj.org. On Facebook and on YouTube, you can find us if you hit at Shore Foundation Church NJ. Don't forget the NJ. If you want to find us on Instagram, it's just at Shore Foundation Church. And we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, to the YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook. Whenever there's a new message release, you'll get that notification and you can go to the next level if you even share the message. If it's a blessing for you, then then just trust God that it will be a blessing to someone else. Hallelujah. We're going to jump right in the word today. Got a lot of scriptures and some things that we want to share. And we don't want to be too long this morning, but 
the uh, message for today, the title for the message for today is your spiritual diet and feeding on the word of God. Again, it's your spiritual diet and what it means to feed on the word of God. And we're going to open up over here in the book of Nehemiah. We're going to go Old Testament this morning, Nehemiah chapter nine. And um, this is what it says, Nehemiah chapter nine. We're going to read verses one through 15. Now on the 20 and fourth day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and with sackcloth and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers. So they consecrated themselves. This is a special time. They're, they're setting themselves apart for God. They're fasting. They're praying. They're, they're, they're alone with God. They, you know, they, they, they stopped going to the mall. They weren't all out everywhere. They just kind of they, they came into the house of God and they just separated themselves. And it says, and they stood and they confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And it says, and they stood up in their place and they read in the book of the law of the Lord, their God for one fourth part of the day. Now we know what one fourth part of the day is. That's six hours, my Lord. And another fourth part of the day, they confessed and worshiped the Lord, their God. That is a long day, my Lord. Then stood up upon the stairs of the Levites, Jeshua and Bani and Cadmiel and Shebaniah and Bunny and Sherebiah and Bani and Chanani and cried with a loud voice unto their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua, Cadmiel, Bani, Hapshaniah, Sherebiah, Hajiah, Shebaniah, and Pethiah said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever and blessed. Be thy glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Verse six says, thou, even thou art Lord alone, and you have made heaven, the heaven of heavens, and all their hosts, the earth, and all the things that are therein, the seas, and all that is therein. Thou hast preserved them all. The host of heaven worships you. You are the Lord, the God who did choose Abram, and brought him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees and gave him the name of Abraham and found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him to give to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites and the Jergashites to give it, I say, to his seed and has performed thy words for thou art righteous. They're giving God glory. They're, they're, they're giving God back his word. They just got finished being in the word for six hours straight. They're fasting and they're praying and they're worshiping the Lord. Verse nine says, and did see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry in the Red Sea. And, and they're telling the Lord what he did. They're kind of just rehashing all that God did, how good God was. Verse 10 says, and he showed signs and wonders upon Pharaoh and upon all his servants and all the people of his land. For you knew that for, for you knew that, that you would deal proudly against them, that they did, excuse me, for thou knewest that they dealt proudly against them talking about the Egyptians against the Israelites. So didst thou get thee a name as it is this day. And thou didst divide the sea before them so that they went through the midst of the sea on dry land. Wow. And their persecutors thou threw into the deeps as a stone into mighty waters. Verse 12 says, moreover, thou ledst them in the day by a cloudy pillar and in the night by a pillar of fire. Glory to God. What a mighty deliverance. And I'm just, I'm going to keep reading, but you know, there are certain things that the spirit of God will do in your life and your life specifically that you will always be able to draw back. And God wants you to draw back and remember and rehash and restate and, and recount all that God did. And he wants you to share it with your kids so that your kids can share it with their grandkids. What are you talking about, Pastor John? I'm talking about when the Lord delivered me from heart disease. That's something that I talk about every chance that I get. I want my kids to know and remember. I want my grandchildren to know and remember that the Lord delivered me when nobody else could. When the Lord delivered my wife from MS, you know, when, when, when the Lord preserved my, my youngest daughter, when she first came out of the womb and she wasn't breathing, there's certain things that God does for you that when the miracle comes, God wants you to recount it. He wants you to remember it. He wants you to write it down. He wants you to say it. He wants you to journal about it because there's a, there's a, there's a blessing in that. that that's, there's something about that that is very significant. And that's what the people of God are doing right here in Nehemiah chapter nine. Verse 12 says, moreover, thou lettest them in the day by a cloudy pillar. Wow. And in the night by a pillar of fire 
to give them light in the way wherein they should go. Verse 13 says, you came down, God came down upon Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven and gave them right judgments and true laws and good statutes and commandments. Verse 14, and made known unto them the holy Sabbath and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, thy servant. Here we go, verse 15, and gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst and promised them that they should go in to possess the land which the Lord had sworn to give them. Hallelujah. We're talking this morning about your spiritual diet. We're talking about this morning, the importance of feeding on the word of God. And I want to open up with this is that we know as people that when things happen, you know, when you have a rough week, when um, you're having, having a challenging time, maybe there's something in your body, maybe there's something going on with your finances, maybe you just feel like you don't have any sense of direction right now as to, as to where God wants you to go and what moves he wants you to take and which turns he wants you to, 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 uh, to, 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 to follow. And when you're in a place like that, as a person, you're going to find when, whenever there's uncertainty, there's going to be something that you're going to try to feed on. And whatever it is that you're feeding on is going to begin to have an impact in your life. Now, now watch this. Some people feed on, some people feed on um, movies. You know, some people feed on Netflix. Some people feed on social media. Some people feed on how, uh, on, some people feed on the attention that they get from other people. Some people feed on, you know, their pers the, the perception, their perceived perception of others when they come around. You know, there's a lot of different things that we can feed on, but God really wants us to feed on the word of God. And, and when we are in those, those times in our life where we are exerting a lot, where we feel like we don't have a whole lot left, you know, when you, when you get a, a moment, that's when you're going to go and you're going to go feed on something. And God wants it to be us to, to feed on his word. When we feed on his word, that's when we're going to get the life and that we need. We're going to get the sustenance that we need. We're going to get the ability to to uh, mirror God's glory like we need. We're going to get that, that thing on the inside of us that will carry us like we need it. And it's all part of our spiritual diet, which God desires is our feeding on the word of God. And we see that here um, in, in um, verse 15 of Nehemiah chapter nine. Um, the word of God says clearly with that when he brought the children of Israel out, you know, they didn't, they hadn't come into the promised land yet. So they hadn't fully come into their purpose. They hadn't come into their wealthy place. They hadn't come into the, the full measure of the blessing that God had for them. They hadn't come into the fullness of it yet, but God had also, but God had also brought them out of a whole lot of bondage, you know? And so I'm just going to tell you by the spirit of God, that's how it works. As long as we are in the earth, we are living for God. We are ambassadors for Christ. What God does is, 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 is cyclical. God has always brought us out of something else and he's getting ready to bring us into something else. And in the meantime, our diet is extremely important. You know, when we feel like we're in that season of bondage and things are uncomfortable, that's just a sign that God is getting ready to deliver us. And on the way that we get the, on the way from our deliverance, that transition from our deliverance place to the promised land, to the place where everything is, oh, I can take a deep breath. Wow, glory to God. I'm in my new house or, you know, I'm in my new job or I'm in my new church or I'm in my new purpose or, I'm, I, you know, whatever it is I've been praying for, the manifestation has come. In between the time that manifestation has come and the time that God brought you out of some place that was bondage, that was uncomfortable, there's going to be this season where it just feels like you're wandering a little bit. And in that season of wandering, what you feed on is extremely important. And we see that in the word because God wanted them to feed on only what he gave. You know, some of that was they didn't have enough food. It was insufficient. Some of that was the food that they had wasn't adequate. So what the spirit of God did was he said, I'm going to feed you. And so your spiritual diet from the time that you are transitioning from a place that you that was undesirable to the place that is extremely desirable what you speak, your diet, your spiritual diet and what you're feeding on is extremely important. Verse 15 said, and God gave them bread from heaven for, for any time that they got hungry. They got that bread from heaven. And whenever they got thirsty, 
you know, they didn't, they were out in a desert place. They were out in the wilderness. They were out in a place of barrenness and scarceness and insufficiency. They were in a place of uncertainty. And in that place, they were getting hungry and they were getting thirsty. So what God did was he gave them bread from heaven when they got hungry. And when they got thirsty, there was no water around. There were no, there was no river. There was no ocean. So what God did was supernaturally, Adam or uh, Moses would, would, would hit the rock. And the Bible says that water would gush out of that rock and he could drink water. And this was this was God's promise to preserve them because he needed to make sure that they were on a certain diet so that they could even qualify to go into the promised land. We're talking this morning about your spiritual diet and the importance of feeding on the word. And so the first thing I want to do is I want to define what does it mean to feed? You know, what is the word feed? What does that mean? And so if we define it, the word feed, um, and especially if, if we're talking about in the sense of God, who is the provider, the word feed means that God is presenting us with food. God is presenting us with something that is going to sustain us. God is presenting us uh, something that is going to keep us alive. God is giving us something, something that we need. God is, is going to give us something that will satisfy us. You know, that's what we're talking about when we talk, when we, when we talk about the word feed. Um, it means that, that God is presenting us with something that we need that will sustain us. God is giving us something that will keep us alive. He's giving us some food that we need that will, that will fill us up. You know, God has given us something that will satisfy us. And it also means, this word feed also means that, that when it's presented, it's our job to eat it. You know, it's like um, um, when you were growing up, I'll use myself as an example. When I was growing up and we would go over my, uh, my grandmother's house and it seemed like no matter what time of day it was, no matter what time of year it was, no matter what time of night it was, no matter what the circumstance was, whenever we would come to grandma's house, grandma always wanted to present to us some food. She always wanted to give us something to eat and she wanted to watch us eat it. There was something about that that was satisfying for grandma. And that's what, that's what this, that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about feeding on the word of God, that it's just, it's the spirit of God. Like grandma, the spirit of God wants to, as soon as we show up in his presence, he's going to feed us. You know, he's going to ask us how we're doing. He's going to embrace us. And then he's going to feed us. God is not going to let you leave his presence without feeding, but it's our job to get into his presence. We're talking about the spiritual diet. We're talking about the importance of feeding on the word. We're defining what this word feed means. It means that God is going to present you with something. He's going to give you something that will sustain you. He's going to give you something that you need before you even know that you need it. He's going to give you something that you need that will preserve you that will help you for whatever the journey is to come. That's what God was doing to the Israelites from the time he delivered them out of Egypt before, from that time to the time before they came into the promised land, into Canaan land, they were out wandering. They were in a wilderness. You know, they were having to trust God because they weren't sure which turn to take, you know, when to go here, when to move there. And God had to preserve them, but their spiritual diet was the most important thing at that time. And God was trying to feed them. He was trying to give them something that would sustain them. And when God presents it, it's like when grandma presents that those pancakes and eggs and grits and, you know, and, and potatoes and bacon and sausage, you know, whenever my grandmother would feed us, it felt like she was overwhelming us with food every single time. And I used to think to myself, you know, this food costs money. I'm watching my grandmother go in there and skillfully make it. And it's taking her time. And then it's going to create dishes when, when she's done. You know, you would think, you know, isn't there an easier way to, to, to satisfy your grandchildren? But she just loved us so much. She wanted to present to us something that was her, something that was that, that she produced, that she knew would sustain us, would make us full, and it would even taste good going down. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about feeding on the word of God. God presents the food, but it's our job to eat it. It's our job to consume it. I want to give you one more definition for this word feed. We're talking about feeding on the word. The other def definition for the word feed, I'm getting excited. The other definition for the word feed means that the spirit of God is going to give you something that causes you to move steadily. Hallelujah. Almost like how we would feed uh, paper into a shredder. You know, we feed that paper in. Um, it's, it's, 
It's the spirit of God um, causing you to, to, to move steadily towards something. God is feeding. So it's not just food. It's also God propelling you is another way to say it. God propelling us towards something that he has for us. We're talking about our spiritual diet and the importance of feeding on the word. I want you to see this somewhere else. I want you to see this in Deuteronomy chapter eight. Deuteronomy chapter eight, we're gonna look at verses one through three. And I gotta keep moving. You know, I got a lot of scriptures. It says, all the commandments, which I command thee this day, this is the spirit of God talking, you shall observe to do. Now, this is the spirit of God talking to you right now. And whatever year you're hearing this message, whatever month, whatever day of the year, the spirit of God is telling you that your spiritual diet is extremely important. Um, I'm gonna tell you something right now. You have a diet. Now, it might not be a spiritual one, but we all have a diet. There is something that each of us is leaning on to sustain us, especially if we had a bad day yesterday or a rough week last week or a terrible month last month. There's something that you and I are leaning on, that we are pulling from, that we are consuming, that we are that we are eating, that whatever we're, well, I'm gonna get ahead of myself, but what, whatever we're eating, we're gonna see the result of that thing that we're eating. So the spirit of God is telling you that your diet must be feeding on the word of God more than anything else. That That's where we have to lean. That's where we need to be drawing our strength because you're drawing your strength from somewhere. Some people draw their strength from sexual promiscuity. Some people draw their strength from drug abuse. Some people draw, draw their strength from other things that are vices, that are that are detrimental. And many times, whenever it is that we're draw, or that we're trying to draw strength from, you know, sometimes it might just be food, just eating all the time. You know, there's something about when we're in a hard place, your emotions look for a place of escape. And so your emotions are going to look for that thing that feels good at the time, whatever it is. And whatever feels good, whatever is what you're going to try to consume yourself with. And what you're consuming yourself with might not be good for you, even though right now it's providing temporary relief from whatever has been hard. It might not be good for you. So God wants your spiritual diet to be feeding on his word. Back to Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse one says, all the commandments which, which I command this day, you shall observe to do that you may live and multiply and go in. Remember God's desire is that he's trying to get you to Canaan land. So your spiritual diet and feeding on the word are extremely important and, and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Verse two says, and you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Now, some of you know the word, some of you know it was not that long of a journey from Egypt into Canaan land. Technically speaking, it should only have been, um, you know, days, you know, not, not, not even weeks journey. It shouldn't have been that long of a journey, but because the period, the people of God were, we, we were, we were rebellious, you know, sometimes we, 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 you know, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to listen to the spirit of God. We want to do our own thing. You know, we want to complain. And those are the things that slow us down and, 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 and take us in a cycle to where God called us to be over here and we're still not there yet. And we're still not there yet. And we're going in circles and around it and we're still not there yet. No condemnation, God is good, but we can see this in the word of God. This is our example. Verse two says, and thou shalt remember all the way, Lord thy God led thee these 40 years. Shouldn't have taken 40 years. Should have taken, you know, a couple of weeks in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in your heart. Now, I want to tell you, you know what's in your heart? It's what you've been dieting on. It's what you've been feeding on. That's what's in your heart. Good or bad or indifferent or wasteful or wicked or worthless, whatever it is, you know, it could be sports. Whatever it is that we fill ourselves up with, that's what's going to come out of our lives. And it says, and to prove thee, to know what was in my heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And here we go. Verse three says, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. Now, I'm going to tell you right now where I'm at in this moment, you know, we, we got the word going forth. I got my wife here. The children are around. We're all together in the presence of the Lord as the word goes forth. 
and my wife made pancakes. So I can smell those pancakes right now. And I feel like I'm hungry for those pancakes right now. But the word of God says clearly right here in verse, verse three, that man can't live by bread alone. It's not food alone that sustains us and keeps us alive. Now, we all know that we need food to live. Even, even the people that Jesus, when he raised them from the dead, the young girl that he raised from the dead, Lazarus, when he got raised from the dead, and anybody else that got raised from the dead. The Bible said all the tombs were open when Jesus um, rose again on that third day. All the tombs were open, and people saw their loved ones that had died. They got up, and they were walking around. We, we know from the word of God, and even when Jesus would do those miracles, that when somebody got raised from the dead, the first thing that, that Jesus told the young, the young girl's parents and the people that were around Lazarus was feed them. They need to eat some food, right? And we know that in order for us to live, we need to eat. But the word of God says clearly, it's not just the food that keeps us alive. It's the word that's coming out of God's mouth. That's what we need to sustain us. And that's what that's what the people of Israel need, needed to sustain them for, for them to come out of Egypt and to go into Canaan land. It wasn't just their natural food. The word of God says that they got manna from heaven. Now, I want to uh, define this word fed, and we're going to talk about this word manna. We're talking this morning about your spiritual diet and how important it is to feed on the word of God. This word fed in Hebrew, it's the word akal, and it means to eat something up. It means to consume it. It means to devour it. Like my wife and my children and I are about to devour these pancakes. That's what that means. It means to dine. It means to, uh, that food is presented in front of you and that you have, that you have free access to that food. Glory to God. It means to devour it up. It means to feed on it. You know, it means to, to graze on it you know, like an animal might graze on grass, it means to eat on it. Now, this is, the more you start talking about fed and you talk, start talking about grazing, you know what this also sounds like? It also sounds like meditation of the word of God. And we're talking about our spiritual diet this morning, talking about feeding on the word. And, you know, we can see here in verse three of Deuteronomy chapter eight, he humbled us, he suffered us to hunger, but then he fed us. We talked about what that word fed means. It means to devour something, to consume it, it means to graze on it. You know, it means to 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 eat it up. You know what I mean? It means it means to 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 that you have free access to this food and that God wants you to consume it, right? But then it says that God fed us with manna. I want to talk about this word manna real quick. This word manna, this word manna in Hebrew, you know what it means? It means man. That's what it means. And we know what it is. It's the bread from heaven that fed the Israelites for 40 years of wilderness wandering. But the word manna, what it actually means is a question mark. It means, what is it? That's what that word manna means. God fed us with something. And the word manna actually means, what is it? It means a whatness or the way we might say it in, in, you know, in our language and in the the, uh, the 21st century, we might say um, a, a, a something, you know? So what, what are you saying, Pastor John? What the Spirit of God fed the people of God with, we don't actually know what it was, but we knew it was something that they could eat. So they called it bread, but it was actually a whatness. That's what that word manna meant. It meant a question mark. It was a question. I don't know what is this is. It was a what is it question mark that God was feeding us with, we don't know what this is, but we can eat it. So they called it bread, you know, and, and this is, this is how the spirit of God works. You know, there are times in your life that you are, that, that God is trying to transition you from one place to another. And, and when God is trying to transition you, you need to be sustained so that you can make it to that place that God has called you to. So what you feed on is extremely important. And when God is feeding you with something, you, you almost sometimes you can't really articulate what it is, but we know it's the word of God. We might not be able to see it. We might not be able to put a name to it, but we know it's the word of God. It's the revelation of the word of God. It's God talking to us. This word manna meant a whatness. It meant what is it? Question mark. We don't know what it is. So we'll call it bread because we can eat it, you know, but and we know it came. We don't know what exactly it is, but we know it's bread that we can eat and we know where it came from. It came from almighty God. That's that manna. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we can see a few different versions of bread in the word of God. We see the unleavened bread that the people of God consumed 
at the time of Passover, right before God brings them out of Egypt. Oh, I'm preaching now. God, right before God brings them out of Egypt, God takes them through the Passover and God tells them, I want you to eat this unleavened bread. This unleavened bread was a sign of consecration and it was a sign that the spirit of God was about to move quick and they gotta be ready. So unleavened bread was unleavened because there was no yeast in it because God didn't have time for them to put that yeast in it to make the bread rise. God said, you know what? Eat the bread flat the way it is because we're not gonna be here long. I'm about to move quick and y'all about to be delivered quick from a, a long-term bondage, but your deliverance will be quick. Hallelujah. God had them eat that unleavened bread. Then we see from the time that God brought them out of Egypt and before they got into Israel, they were wandering in the wilderness. So God gave them this, this what you might call it, for lack of better term, bread. God gave them manna from heaven. He gave them a whatness. He gave them a what is it bread. They don't know what it is, but it came from heaven and they can eat it. So they called it manna. God gave them that bread. Then we see later on, you know, when David is, is uh, in his time of trouble before, you know, God brought him and delivered him uh, before he comes into his purpose as king, he's on the run and he comes into the temple and he has nothing to eat and God lets him eat the showbread. That's the bread that was reserved that the Levites or the priests in the temple would leave at, the, at, the, at, the, at a special table in the in the presence of the lord and they would keep it fresh all the time we see the showbread then later on and i'm getting ahead of myself but later on jesus comes and you know what jesus says you don't need the unleavened bread you don't need the manna from heaven you don't need the showbread i'm the bread i'm gonna give you bread that when you eat this bread you're never gonna hunger again we're talking this morning about your spiritual diet we're talking about how you and i can feed on the word of god i just jumped ahead a little bit but we're gonna to work our way back in deuteronomy chapter 8 verses one through three, we can see that God wants to feed us. God wants to sustain us. He wants to give us something that's from him that will take care of us. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead, but let's talk about what happens to you. What happens to me when we start feeding on the word of God? See, because you can feed on anything. I mean, almost anything. You can feed on a relationship with somebody. You can feed on that. You can feed on your children. You can feed on your spouse. You can feed on your, your career. You can feed on, you know, whatever it is that is important to you at that moment, whatever feels good at that moment, whatever gets your attention, whatever it is that you feel will, will satisfy you. But, you know, how about this? You ever been in a place where, um, you know, and people who run marathons know this. I, I'll put this out there. Just imagine, because most of us haven't run a marathon. My wife has run a marathon. I've, I've only run a 5K. But my wife, I remember when she ran that marathon, a marathon is 26.2 miles straight. I don't care if you're running, jogging, or walking. That's a long way. When you get finished exerting that kind of energy, you need to feed. But you almost feel like you can't feed too fast because you can't even, after running and exerting like that, it's only so much you can handle, but you need something because if you don't eat something, you feel like you're about to die. And what you, after you run 26.2 miles, what you eat when you run 26.2 miles right after that's over is extremely important. It's gotta be the right, just the right thing for what you just experienced. It can't be too much, but it can't be too little because you almost are like out completely. You run, you like run your life out in a circumstance like that. Why, why are you saying this, Pastor John? Because your spiritual diet and feeding on the word are so important because God knows that by nature, you and I are feeding on something. When things are not going right, we're feeling down. When it's been a rough week, we're going to feed on something. And what it needs to be so that it's not the wrong thing, it needs to be the God's word. Because God, if it's God's word that we're feeding on, then something good happens to us. What happens to us when we feel on the word of God? I'm glad you asked. We're going to stay right here in Deuteronomy chapter eight, but we're going to jump down to verse 10. This is what it says. It says, when you have eaten and are full, what are we eating, Pastor John? What are we full on? We're full on feeding the, on the word of God. We're full on consuming the word of God, on devouring the word of God, on grazing on the word of God. We're, we're full on allowing the word of God to move us. That's, that's another definition of the word feed is to gradually move something. Hallelujah. You know, uh, there are other things that we can feed on that might feel good, but they're not moving us. They're not helping us. 
You know, there are other things that we can feed on that might consume us, but we can be consumed in the negative sense instead of the instead of being consumed on the positive sense with the glory of God. Verse 10 says, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he gave you. And then it says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God and and not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command you to stay. What he's saying is beware that you not feed on the word of God, that you feed on something else. Verse 12 says, lest when thou hast eaten and are full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. Now I'm going to pause right there for a second. We know the word goes on to say, watch out for that. Don't forget that the Lord is the one that gave it to you. But what I'm highlighting right now is that if you feed on the word of God, it's not a question of if the blessing is going to come. It's when the blessings come. Because the word of God says clearly in verse 12, don't forget after you eat and you're full, don't forget after after when you got the good house and you've dwelt therein and when your herds and your flocks multiply and when your silver and your gold is multiplied and when all that you have multiplied meaning what the spirit of god is saying these are the blessings that come when you feed on the word of god everything multiplies you 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 increase financially you know god's going to bless the, your dwelling place your house your business you know whatever it is that you do in the earth god's going to bless it and it's not a matter of if it's when cuz verse 13 says beware when this happens because this is going to happen because you've been feeding on the word this is going to happen but when god says when it happens he says beware don't forget that it came from me that's what the spirit of god is saying it says verse 14 says that thy heart be lifted up that you forget the lord thy god which brought thee forth out of the land of egypt from the house of bondage who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness where there were fiery serpents and scorpions and there was drought and there was no water and the Lord brought forth water out of the rock of Flint. We see it again. Verse 16 says, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna. There it is again, that whatchamacallit, that, that thing, we don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it's, it, we can eat it. So we'll call it bread, but it came from God. Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not. You know, God is so good. If you stick with him, God will sustain you. God will feed you with something that, nobody else knows about that nobody that that nobody else has partaken of this is specifically for you this is a tailor-made meal for you god knows what you need to eat right now what are you saying pastor john i'm saying that god knows exactly what it is that you are contending with and the spirit of god knows the right diet there's a diet that god's going to give you that that diet might not be the spiritual diet that your parents have god's going to give you a spiritual diet that your friends don't their spiritual diet might not look like that one you know, God's going to give you a spiritual diet just for you, for the path and for the for the for the course that he has charted for you. God needs a, there's a special diet for you to be able to make it into your next place that God has for you, into your Canaan land, into your purpose, into your breakthrough, into your promotion. There's a but there's a spiritual diet that you need that will get you there. And God wants you to feed on that diet. He doesn't want you to be distracted and start feeding on something else feeding on social media over here, feeding on, you know, relationship, friends, uh, your, you know, your other relationships over here. I'm not saying that those things are bad, but what God is saying is he doesn't want you to feed on those things until you're leaning on that for sustenance. God wants you to lean on his word to sustain you. You know, those other things, you know, you can eat those, but that's like coming out of a marathon and, you know, trying to eat. Um, the first thing you eat when you come out of a marathon is something real heavy on your stomach. You can't handle something real heavy on your stomach when you come out of a marathon, but you need something that will sustain you. There's a very specific diet that God has for you. And it's, it's, it's the word. It's, it's feeding on the word of God. The word of God has the ability to, to sustain us and to satisfy us. But at the same time, we can devour it. We can devour it. We can consume it and it won't, it won't hurt us. Glory to God. Verse 18, we're in Deuteronomy chapter eight. It says, but you shall remember the Lord thy God for it is he that gives thee power to get wealth that it may establish his covenant, which he swear to your fathers as it is this day. What are you saying, Pastor John? There are blessings that come on you when you feed on the word of God, when you are about the diet that God has given you. We see it in Deuteronomy chapter eight. We see houses, we see land, we see the spirit of God causing our flocks to multiply and our silver and our gold is multiplied. You know, you, you know the word of God talks about 
in the book of Psalm, how God led them out and there was not a feeble one amongst them. You know, you get on the diet that God has for you, you'll be healed in your body. You'll be strong in your mind. You know, you won't be able to be depressed. You'll be able to be down. You won't be able to be bound by the enemy and, and, and you know, you know, trapped in addiction. You know, if you get on the spiritual diet that God has for you, there are many blessings that come with that. Now, I want you to see this. Let's turn over here to Joshua chapter one and verse eight. If you are with Sure Foundation Church, you know I love this for this this uh, scripture, uh, this verse. Joshua chapter one and verse eight says, "This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth." Now we're talking this morning about your spiritual diet. We're talking about feeding on the Word of God. Verse eight of Joshua one says, "The book of the law, the Word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night." that thou mayest observe to do <clears throat> according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, thou shalt find good success. We're talking about what happens good when we feed on the word. And I want you to see this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. We know that that is meditation, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. But we also know that the word feed, one of the definitions of the word fed, like we saw in Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse three, was to graze on that word. And that's meditation. So this is the same thing. This book of the law, we are feeding on the word of God. If you don't believe that we're feeding on the word of God, we, there's a connotation here when it says thy mouth. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, meaning God wants you to be eating the word of God constantly, constantly meditating. God wants you to eat the word of God day and night. And when you do that, it's going to give you the power to observe. It's going to give you the power to see what God is saying, and then you'll be prosperous and you'll have good success. There's a certain kind of success that's not good. There's a kind of success in this life that is it, it's perceived good to everyone else, but it's not good. God wants you to have his prosperity. His true prosperity is only found in, 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 in your feeding on the word of God. You know, remember the word of God is a person. The word is Jesus. God wants you to be feeding on Jesus. Hallelujah. That leads us to another point. We're going to go over here. I want you to see, we're talking about what, we're talking about our spiritual diet, feeding on the word. We define what it means to feed on the word. We define what happens to us when we feed on the word. We start to prosper. We start to increase. We start to multiply. We start to see God's hand in our lives. You know, and we, and we said just now in Joshua chapter one and verse eight, that just like we eat natural food through our mouths, our spiritual food is consumed through meditation. Hallelujah. Through saying it over and over and over again. That is to say that when I'm when I'm getting ready to eat these pancakes, they're going to sustain me. It's going to taste good. It's going to be good for my belly. It's the same way that I should say the word in my out of my mouth. I should speak the word constantly. That's me meditating. That's me feeding on the word of God. And it will satisfy my spirit. It will make me whole. It will keep me strong. Glory to God. You know, the presence of the Lord becomes more tangible and obvious to others the more we feed on the word of God. This is what it says in Matthew chapter five and verse six. I got to get ready to close. Matthew chapter five and verse six says, blessed are, this is Jesus talking, by the way, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. I'm going to stop right there. Jesus said that you are blessed if you are hungry and if you are thirsty and it's after righteousness. If you're God, God, meaning Jesus likes it when you want some of this that he has to offer. You want some of this righteousness. You're hungry for it. You're thirsty for it. Jesus, I got to have you. Lord, I need your presence. Holy Spirit, when I pray, I'm not trying to just be talking. I need, I need to sense your, I need to discern your presence. I need to feel my God. I need to feel his presence. I need to know his presence. Glory to God. God, the word of God says that Jesus is pleased. He says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That sounds like grandmom's house. Grandmom used to like it when we were all, and, and, I, and my parents have a lot of children. They have eight children. So my grand, we would go over to my grandma's house, and if we were coming over, grandma liked to know we were coming because she liked, because she knew she was going to have something for us. Even if we just ate, grandma's still going to say, well, I got some pie over here, and I got some of this over here on the side. And I got some of this. You can have some of this too. And grandma was going to sit us all down with a napkin and she was going to, and grandma used to, she would put the food out and it would always be more than we said we wanted or more than we thought we could eat. It would always be more than that. And then you know what she would do? She would lay it out 
and it would look so good. And then she would stand over us while we ate it. She would watch us eat it and she would smile. You know, she might, she might uh, just talk to us a little bit. She might, you know, give somebody a kiss while they eat or rub, or rub somebody's back. That's how the spirit of God does. That's what we see here in Matthew chapter five and verse six. Jesus said, blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness because I will fill them. I'm pleased to fill them. Just like grandma was pleased to put that food out. Grandma, it was, it's not just about God presenting us with the food and feeding us. We have to feed on the food by going ahead and eating it. And if we eat it, then we'll be all right. We'll be sustained. We'll, be, we'll find true success. We'll find the path that God has for us. And we'll have the strength to make it. Glory to God. Now, I'm closing. There's a danger in feeding on other things. We already said that. We already said that, you know, you're feeding on something. You know, whether you, you, you know, the way God made us and when things happen in our lives and just being humans, we are, will feed on something. It might not be good. It might not be the word. It might not be, you know, it, it could be something that's harmful for us. We're feeding on something and there's a danger in feeding on other things. You know, uh, we're, we could be feeding on how others perceive us. We could be feeding on wealth and influence. We could be feeding on our followers on Facebook. We could be feeding on, on, on uh, other people, like devouring them for our personal gain. We could be feeding on social media. We could be feeding on other things that are bad for us, sexuality, flirting, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. You know, the word of God says it this way in Proverbs chapter four and verse 17, that some people eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence, right? Well, we know what their end is gonna be. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 27 says that the woman who is uh, uh, the faithful woman of God, you know, the virtuous woman, she looks well to her, the, to the ways of her house. She doesn't eat the bread of idleness. So we see the bread of wickedness. We see there's a bread of idleness. We go to Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 17, and it says that there's a bread of deceit, which is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with gravel. There are other things. The point is that there are other things that we could be eating. Uh, there are other things that we are consuming. There are other things that we are feeding on, but, but those things are not good for us. You know, there, but, but, but God's word is just what we need to sustain us. Hallelujah. God is God's word is just what we need to fill us up. And those people who feed on anything that's not like God, that's what you become. You know, the thing that you are feeding on is the thing that emanates from you. If I eat vegetables and I eat fruit, and I eat, you know, the proper grains and the fibers, you know, there's something that will emanate from my countenance. I don't, I don't even have to tell you what I've been feeding on. It'll be evident. Just like I don't have to tell you I've been smoking weed or I've been smoking, you know, that, that dope or on, on cocaine or something like that. It will emanate. You'll see it. There'll be a smell. There'll be a, 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 a stench. You know, there'll be some evidence in my eyes, on my lips that I've been consuming something. I've been feeding on something else. Right. It'll be evident. Whatever it is that we feed on, it, it will be evident that that's what we're feeding on. If we feed on the word of God, it'll be evident because life and peace will emanate from us. The glory of God will emanate from us. And when, and when the glory of God is on you, it makes people gravitate towards you. Glory to God. It makes people gravitate toward the things that you have to say. It makes people want to, to share things with you and tell you things because they want a response that will be the glory of God, the peace of God, the life of God, the light of God. Like it's obvious what you've been feeding on because that's what's gonna emanate from your life. You can't help it. Whether you want to or not, you can't even control it. Whatever you have been feeding on is going to emanate in your life and it'll be obvious unto other people. I'm closing with this because I gotta close. Jesus said, we already said that, you know, we, we have the unleavened bread earlier, you know, early on before they came out of Egypt. Then God gives them the manna from heaven, the what, whatchamacallit bread, the bread that we don't really can't even describe with a question mark, but we know we can eat it. So we call it bread. We saw that bread. We saw the show bread that was in the temple that the Levites had. They had to keep it there, had to keep it fresh. And, and it was supposed to be an offering unto the Lord. And David, when he was on the run, God said he could eat it. We saw the show bread, but Jesus is the bread of life. We see that Jesus said it four times in the book of John chapter six alone. He says it four times. I'm going to give you those four times. In John chapter six and verse 33, Jesus says, this is in red. He says that the bread of God is he which came down from heaven and gives life unto the world. Hallelujah. Then in verse 35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. And he that believes on me shall never thirst. Then we see it again in verse 48. Same chapter, John chapter six. 
I am that bread of life. As simple as that. I am that bread of life. Glory to God. Verse 49 says, your fathers did eat man in the wilderness and are dead. But this is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. And then verse 51, it says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you right now for your presence. We glorify you, Lord. Lord, you said, eat my flesh. You said, drink my blood. You said, eat this, eat, you said, drink this cup. You said, eat this bread, which represents my flesh. Drink this cup, which represents my blood, so that we can have communion with you, so that we can have fellowship with you, so that we can have part with you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that because we are feeding on the word of God, we are feeding on Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that because we are feeding on the word of God, the word of God is emanating from us. Hallelujah. Whether we try it or not, the word of God, because we're feeding on it, the word of God is emanating from us. The word of God is producing life and light and wholeness and soundness and health and increase and multiplication and grace and peace. We thank you, Lord God, that the word is producing the fruits of the spirit, which is which is the force of the Holy Ghost, that the word of God is producing the, the gifts of the spirit. Hallelujah. As the spirit of God wills. We thank you, Lord God, that we are feeding on the word of God and the word of God is making us whole in every way we can be made whole. Let's worship the Lord for this moment.